0: Well, we're here for uh, another ten minutes of truth, and this time we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter one, verse four. If you uh, have been following our um, podcast, uh, where we've been putting up all of our studies that are recorded um, in a live setting, um, you will know that uh, you know this one has just been released just a few days ago. In fact, I recorded it uh, when I uh, back in uh, late October. Uh, while in Chattanooga, and it's kind of, I kind of got carried away. It's a longer. It took a while to get that one out, as um, probably an hour, a little over an hour, probably an hour and fifteen minutes, I think, if I remember correctly, that study. Uh, but we want to break it down, um, you know, in these ten minutes of truth sessions. I normally do it in three. I think we can get this one done in two. There's really just two aspects of this study I really want to highlight in a separate condensed teaching, which is what these. 10 Minutes of Truth are. Um, so again, we're in verse four of chapter one at the beginning of the letter and um, you know we, we uh, titled this study, The Chosen. And so we want to really want to hone in on it. I want to focus in this 10 Minutes of Truth, uh, kind of the, the, the part A, um, on the choosing before the creation of the world. Verse four reads, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Okay, that's the verse. We wanna focus in this one on he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Um, The next 10 minutes of truth here we're gonna do in a couple days, um, it's gonna be on the latter half of this verse and specifically on the idea of being holy and blameless. So that'll be part B. But today we really wanna focus on this, this choosing before the creation of the world. Let me give you some context. Um, If you've been following our studies here on this podcast, um, we've been uh, studying in two places of Ephesians specifically, like in depth. Been studying all of Ephesians, but really been focusing in on on, uh, two specific areas. Chapter 1, verses 3 through 23, this opening section uh, on these blessings that we receive as as children of God. So we've been studying that. And then we've been studying in chapter 6, um, verses 10 through 20. And that's on the spiritual warfare section and specifically about the armor of God. Now the reason we've been kind of studying both of these is there, you know, by the time he comes to chapter six, he makes in verse 12 this just really uh, significant statement. In fact, I want to go ahead and read that really quickly. Let me turn there. So in chapter six, in verse 12, in the middle of that spiritual warfare section, he says this. He says, listen, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Now, now drink that in. Okay, the problems in our life, they, the, the, um, the major warfare as, as Christians, you know, as you know, sons and daughters of God, our warfare is not physical. So it's, you know, see, we're not battling our neighbor. It's not our boss. It's not some political figure. Our warfare, our battle, our fight is not flesh and blood. Then he goes on to say where our fight is. It's against the rulers, authorities, against powers of this dark world. And get this, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, five times in this letter, he's mentioned the heavenly realms. And that's this place where these spiritual forces. Now, there's other, obviously, you have gods in the uh, heavenly realms. Um, and you have angels in the heavenly realms but you also have these spiritual forces of evil in in this place called the um you know heavenly realms it's the spiritual place now what's really significant is that our adversary is there and our warfare is there <laughs> okay think about this see where you are equipped as a christian is not in the physical okay so going to the gym and and getting all muscular and in shape that's great but that's not See, that your, your fight's not physical, okay? That's not gonna help you. Our fight is in the spiritual, and you've been equipped there. Now, the reason we've been studying Ephesians chapter 1, verses three through uh, 23 is that this is the kind of the beginning of this story where um, we find out that God is redeeming us, and he's literally pulling us into um, being able to uh, have both defense and offense um, against this, uh, you know, adversary that we have. Now, when you get into chapter six, he goes really into detail about kind of our weapons of offense and defense. And if you've been following that study, you're familiar with that terminology. If not, you need to go back and listen to those studies and the 10 minutes of truth on those studies. But, you know, because we have, we have you know, armor there. But here in verses one, or excuse me, verses three uh, through 23 of this first chapter, is kind of like where he's just you know this is how he begins the whole letter this is kind of refocusing the people in ephesus listen you know you have been pulled into um, participating in this spiritual war you and i hear this you and i participate in our world spiritually we have authority to war there you know and we've all heard these verses that you know we pray and um, you know the 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 prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective see that's all you know, our our input, how we affect our world, is to be is is in the, is in this spiritual way in the heavenly realms. Okay, so uh, I want to jump right into verse four. We don't have a ton of time on these ten minutes of truth, and I've already kind of got a habit of going a little bit longer. So let's jump into this. I want to look at the beginning specifically of this verse on the idea of being chosen before the creation of the world. The term chosen. Is uh, it's a really neat word and it's super insightful in this verse and why Paul chooses it. There's a couple different words for chosen in the New Testament. This one is a compound Greek word. Now that means it's made up of multiple Greek words. This one is made up of two. It's made up of the words ek and lego. Okay, ek and lego. That makes up the word choose. So if you want to know what kind of, what does he mean by choose or chose? It's ek lego. Ek is a preposition. Now this preposition is ek or is it is ek, but it means out of. Now there are three prepositions that are, that are all kind of go together. They're contrasted a lot of times. Ace, ain and ek. Okay. Ace, ain and ek. And I illustrate them by like a house, uh, how people, you know, um, you know, you know, interact with a, a building or a house. Ace is, is it means into. So that would, you would use that, that preposition to say going into the house, okay, ace. Ain means in. So you would use that preposition as in the house. And ek means out of, so you would use that preposition for going out of the house. So this word chose, chosen has an out of aspect to it. So you've been chosen out of something. Oh, it just gets better. Now the other half of this word is the word Lego. Now Lego is a really interesting term because Lego can be translated select. It can be translated, uh, chosen. It can be slant. It can be uh, translated layout. It can be translated in a, in a number of ways, but interestingly enough, it can be translated to speak or to call which is where we get this idea of chose. It's to be, so you could say this word means to choose. You could also translate it called out. So verse four could read, he called out us in him before the creation of the world. Now, the word lego is specific and it's very different than another term that is akin to it, which is the term leleo. So there's lego and leleo. I don't want to overwhelm you with all this. I hope this, hope this is, you might have to listen to this twice. So there's Lego and Laleo. Lego, okay, it, it, how it's used, it means to lay out. Um, it's it's a specific calling. It's a specific speaking. Um, it's not general. It's contrasted with Laleo, which is general. Laleo can be translated to speak as well, but it's the emphasis with Lalego with Laleo is on the idea of, of just this speaking itself. So if you were commenting on someone and saying they were a good speaker, you know, they're very eloquent in speaking, you would use Laleo because that's where its emphasis is on the act of speaking. Lego is not Lego. It doesn't have to do with the, the uh, eloquence of speaking, but the content of the speaker, it's what he is laying out in his speaking. In fact, in primitive Greek, this term lego was used to describe how you would lay out a shirt to dry after it was you know, washed. Now, in the philosophical world, as the Greek culture became more sophisticated, this term was used to describe laying out an argument plain for everybody to understand. And so, and it's it's really neat to, to when you go back and look at all the places where Jesus is teaching and preaching in the Gospels and it says, you know, it says, verily, verily, I say to you, that's the word lego. So the emphasis, the writer is trying to put the emphasis not on Jesus' eloquent of speech but on the content of what he's saying. Okay? Now, when you take these two terms and you put them together ec lego, which means to call out or choose, it has really this Specific aspect to it, that there's thought behind it, that God just didn't call out in general to you and I. He just didn't choose us in general. There was specific to it, specifics to it. He specifically selected you. And He not only specifically selected you, He specifically selected you before the creation of the world. So before God ever did any creating, in His mind, He selected you with purpose and intention. Hear this, Um, whatever you're going through, whatever you're wrestling with, whatever spiritual environment you're in, you were hand-picked and selected to overcome in that environment. You're not general, um, you're not um, just chosen haphazardly, generically. You were hand-picked by God, hand-picked by God. You were chosen, specifically, designed, you were um, you were thought of you have great detail he knows the hairs on your head kind of chosen that's in that word and that's super significant when you're going down and, and reading how we've been equipped in the heavenly realms in fact if you followed our studies when we went through verse three I mean, he says we've been equipped in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing so when 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 God is you know, when you get saved and he moves in your life and he you know, kind of reveals to you, he unveils to you that, man, you're a child of God, that's not by chance. He's destined that for you before the creation of the world. So son of God or daughter of God is not just generic. You're not just one of many. You're hand-picked. You have his undivided attention, which is absolutely tremendous. And I hope that just, I do, I hope that just really uh, challenges you and encourages you as you, uh, you know, as you uh, just think about the significance of your life and, and where you're where you're living and, and where He's taking you, and so uh, I just want to declare that over you today. You are chosen. Awesome stuff. See you next time. For more information, visit www.jeremiahbullock.com. That's www.jeremiahbullock.com.